Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of YourCourageousLife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and I'm the author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers everywhere and of course at Amazon. I coach some pretty incredible women via the Sovereign Experience, which you can learn more about at YourCourageousLife.com. I do a little group coaching help over at facilitatewithimpact.com. And now I'm the host of a new podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. Today on the podcast, why change is so hard? Because it really is, right? (sighs) At least this is how I try to think of it when I'm feeling really stuck in how change is so hard. It just feels like uh, monumental. So I know that you want it, life, to be different. I understand how it is to be walking through feeling that life is gray and you are hungry Perhaps you walk the halls of a gray corporate job hungry, or a gray marriage hungry, or a gray experience of motherhood hungry. And you think things like, how did it get this way? How did this happen? Okay, it happened. What what exactly do I need to do to change? Where do I even start? How do I change? What, like, what are the steps? Why is change so hard? Maybe I'm overthinking things. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Maybe nothing's really wrong. Maybe I'm just hormonal, too sensitive, too emotional, too irrational. I'm just always stirring something up. These are the things that we all think, some version of that anyway. But there it is, the splinter in your life that you feel every time your skin is pressed. Gray, hungry, gray, hungry. Now, at first, we usually try to simply outrun feeling gray and hungry. We go in the place of, Maybe we'll get a promotion. Oh, well, a different department in the company could be better if I didn't have that asshole boss. Or maybe joy becomes something like sinking into the couch at the end of the night, a bottle of wine open on the counter, a TV binge imminent. Sometimes it's deciding to go on a cleanse, the ultimate control, commit to an exercise routine. And other times it's mustering up the courage to quite literally begin to color in your life new foods or a trip to the art store to buy paint, a new lover. When we're out running gray and hungry, we're simply swapping out the checker pieces. We're taking that red checker piece that's off the board and swapping it in for the red checker piece that was already sitting on a square. Technically, yes, it's a new piece, but then there's the same old playing board. After enough of this, we wonder whether we are 
simply gray and hungry by our nature. That's when you go into the space of, I don't know, maybe I'm just not the type of person who... And when we're not assuming that the issue is our own inherent nature, we might assume that it's the world's nature. Maybe this is just how life is. I've got to be realistic. This is how the world works. The craving for color and wildness begins to seem like some superficial, naive, childish whim. Isn't that for that, those artist types? Passion and aliveness doesn't pay the bills. And there's a surprising momentary relief, actually, when you hit that point. When you've settled on this idea, well, we're gray, we're hungry, this is how we are, and I, I guess this is just how the world works. If this is how it is, then there's nothing we need to risk looking foolish for in the name of our own lives. There's nothing we need to strive for, right? We can just hunker down, do the best with what we've got, stop getting ourselves worked up with wanting more. And we see other gray, hungry people who are hunkering down and accepting what they've got, leaving it at that, and this is more evidence. I mean, who isn't pinched for time? Who isn't pinched around money? Is anyone really happy anyway? But that relief is usually short-lived because feeling so gray and hungry in your life, it's depressing. You start thinking... If this is really all there is, what am I going to do? That's the moment when you look around, you look at your life, you think, okay, I've got to do something here. Now, some people start just swapping out the checker pieces again. The cycle can replay itself over and over for a lifetime because the game is being played on the same metaphorical board one that particularly preys on women to spend money on externalized happiness rather than going within and learning how to truly trust themselves. Some people get extraordinarily anxious or depressed when they hit this place. There's a kind of hopeless futility that they recognize when they see that they are just swapping out those checker pieces. They aren't going to keep doing what they already know isn't working, but there's nothing else there, or so it seems. Some people begin chasing aliveness in destructive ways through over-consumption. Sex, drugs, a bottle of wine every night, overspending, sabotaging marriages or relationships, that's drama, or otherwise passively forcing their own awakening through painful consequences instead of proactively choosing. And some people get very quiet. This is actually the healthiest choice, although society will tell you that actually you're supposed to be doing more. Why aren't you doing more? But if you choose to get quiet and slow down, if you begin listening to how you breathe and how you feel when you breathe one way versus another, you find that breathing begets listening. The more you breathe and slow down, the more another voice might rise to the top. And that voice, it often sounds pitched and panicked when it first gets the microphone, 
What are you doing? Do something. We're in trouble. This, this sucks. We're suffering. You're not doing anything. It's always going to be this way if you don't do something. But this is the moment. This is why change is so hard. Will you obey that pitched, panicked voice and start swapping out the checker pieces again? Or will you stay? Stay, stay, stay. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Sit on your hands if you must. And I will make the admission to you that in those moments for me, quite literally, the voice inside that's been pitched and panicked has been so loud and so real that sitting on my hands has been necessary. But stay still and quiet and listen long enough. And that panicked voice will either stop screaming or it will start communicating what it needs in real sentences. Those sentences will sound like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm alone. I'm afraid I could lose everything. I'm afraid that I'm actually an awful person and the entire world will find out. I'm afraid that I'm the one person there truly is no hope for. I'm afraid that the universe at large will punish me for not being more connected and loving and generous and grateful for all that I have. I'm so afraid that maybe even I don't like or love who I am, so how could anyone else? I'm afraid that I'll never feel any control, any agency, any sense of self over who I am or what I want or how I live my life. And you stay with that voice and you breathe. And you say, I'm listening. What else? This is why change is so hard. Because true change is about orienting yourself to your own compass. The world is trying to convince you that you don't even have a compass. Or that the compass you have is broken and won't point true north. The world is saying these things not because they're actually true, but because we have lineages of people who have been told this and they pass this lineage down. The world is saying these things because this is something of the miracle of the human condition to be placed in the chaos and then asked to make meaning of the chaos through our choices. It's an intimidating task. But if you will get still, and if you will breathe, and if you will listen for long enough, something real and true will float up from the dross, just as the compass will follow the magnetic pole north. And when that happens, you say, I'm listening. What else? What I've learned is that the more I tune in to breathing and slowing down so that I can ask, I'm listening, what else? The more things take care of themselves. This isn't divorcing myself or ignoring pain. I still want to be loved by others. 
I just find that the best way to be loved by others is to listen to my internal cues and let those be the cues that guide me to the people who are actually capable of loving me. I still want success. I just find that I feel more successful when I drop down and listen. I notice that no likes, no mentions, no one else I've ever met nor anything I've ever experienced has ever made me feel successful quite like I do when I walk into a room of people and instead of wondering if they will like me, I feel whole. I still want to have enough time and enough money. I just find that when I take the time to breathe and be with myself, time expands. And when I am not thinking about the possibility of not being provided for, I can instead be with this fact. I am alive and I am breathing and I have shelter over my head and I have food in my body and in fact I've always been provided for. If you hadn't been provided for, you wouldn't be alive right now. If you had not been provided for, you would not be alive right now. If you can sit in wonderment at the generosity of a world where you've always been provided for, then you can figure out how to pay a bill from a place of clearer thinking. Amid all of this, I, we, you, will still have moments of anger. There will still be times where I will say, fuck off. There will still be times where I will ask, why did that happen to me? Why me? And say that it's not fair. I will run off in a million directions following the unfulfilling to-do list. I will feel the swelling of false pride in the moment that someone name drops my work. I will call my representatives, and in my fear, I will speak to the people who answer the phone with thinly restrained condescension where I forget entirely that they are someone's mother, someone's son, someone's brother, someone's beloved, all because they are part of the quote-unquote wrong political party. And you will do these things too. The second that I can breathe again, I will breathe. You will too. And in the breath, we will remember, stay, breathe, stay, breathe. Change is so hard when we make it more complicated than simply staying and breathing and listening for what action is next. When you stay and when you breathe, you aren't as hungry. When you know that you will stay with yourself, love yourself, no matter how panicked the voices get, you give yourself something that no amount of all life's circumstances working out just so could ever give you. You give yourself your own divinity. When you give yourself your own divinity, change gets easier. It gets easier because... Who would choose anything other than their own divinity if they know that it's available to them? But I'm so small, you say. What is this ridiculousness, this podcast, this life coachy, helpy, helpy, I'm not divine. Bring that woo talk somewhere else. I want practical answers. 
I understand that all of your conditioning has pointed you in the direction of purely practical answers. I understand that practical answers, when they work, feel neat and logical and safe and easy to explain to others. I understand that practical answers have saved you at times, so you want to reach for them again and again. But practical answers will only ever take you so far. If your curiosity has been piqued by the idea that all the changes you've ever wanted can start to assemble themselves, if you just stop, slow down, breathe, and stay, then maybe it can expand to include the idea that you are divine and there is a way for you to feel your own divinity. Many doors to your divinity have already been opened to you. You are the only one who can step across the threshold. But how? How, you ask? Slow down. Pause. Breathe. Stay. Stay. Breathe. Listen. And when the panicked voice comes up, you listen. What else? I'm listening. I'm listening. What else?